Blog Talk Radio. Here at Mama's Pearls, we like to say that we take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. What does that mean? Well, this is what we aim to aim to find out and discover together and explore. If this is your first time. Welcome. If you are a recurring listener, welcome back. Nice to have you back. Um, let's see where we're going today. Where we're going today is on a trip. We're taking a little trip today, and. What else can we do during the summer? I mean, it's just part of our natural cycle that we get into where we need to move and groove and see new things. But before we take off, we're going to start packing the bags while we recap um, last week's show and do a little house housekeeping. If you are new to Mama's Pearls, we are a family brand series. And our week usually starts off on Facebook and Twitter and different social media outlets where we start start talking about and throwing ideas around and questions about what we're thinking of for the week. Then we have our Mama's Pearls blog, which I write and usually post on Tuesdays. Then we have the radio show today. And then my best friend, Melissa, who's on the line. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Hi. She writes the blog M's Gems, which we post on Friday. And, you know, we have this nice little family, and what we're stringing together usually does have a common theme throughout the week, or so at least Melissa and I try, try to do that and, and um, see if it works. And last week we were, re- we were talking with Daniela Boonstra on the show, and the show's topic was Summer, summer Breeze. And it's about capturing, catching that breeze, not letting it pass you by, enjoying it. When you're in the heat and the thick of summer and things get so, so hot and tense, you, you often forget to just take, take a breath. And you're trying to almost like push against the natural rhythm where when it's so hot outside, who can really do much? So when that breeze comes, enjoy it and go with the flow. And Daniela, she really came on and um, and introduced herself to the Mama's Pearls community. And she writes to for two blogs. One is called Live Well, Live Well, Live Well. <laughs> And then the second one is Nourish Thyself. And she really came on to talk about going with the flow and her steps, which I thought were really, really insightful and helpful and very practical, which I know Melissa likes, um, about how to go with the flow. And they were to set your intention, breathe, feel, allow, and give yourself time. So to hear more about that, please go back onto the archives at Blog Talk Radio and look up Summer Breeze. And it was easy peasy. Now, one of the gems that Melissa tapped on last week, which, by the way, Summer Breeze all came out of Melissa's um, probably more famous lines, which is don't force it. 
And um, Melissa's M gems were like perfect, and I love it. And Melissa tells me that all the time. She's like, Cynthia, don't force it. When I'm trying to make something happen, or I'm not getting an answer, or I'm trying to like figure something out, or I'm knocking my head against the wall. And Melissa's just always like, don't force it. It'll come, you know, my motto. And Melissa, can you just recap again where the motto comes from? Because it's so cute and so on point to, like, the whole pers- purpose of Mama's Perils to pass down, like, the general generational wisdom. Well, unlike, well, similar to a lot of the pearls come from your grandma, this comes from my grandfather. And um, he was actually, like, a stubborn old man at times. And so <laughs> me, who was very anxious and always has to just get things done, um, as a kid, I would like to open the door into that his house in his apartment in Brooklyn and you know I guess it was an old block and it was sticky and I would take the key and I would jam it in and he'd say Melissa Melissa don't force it he's like just pull the key out take it two minutes and put it in slowly and it will easily go and you know as an adult I could always hear my grandfather's grumpy old voice saying don't force it and uh, it really applies to life I mean anytime I like come to a fork or I'm just forcing myself to do something or planning even there was like a, a party I wanted to throw and it's so hard to find a date and this one wouldn't come here. And I was like, you know what, forget it. Don't force it. Just, you know, if it's meant to be, you know, it's meant to be. And so uh, usually the outcome is the best and it's probably the safest and uh, happiest outcome if I don't force it. So Right. And in your M's Gems last week, you said you, you took it one step further and said don't force it, embrace it. Exactly, and that was when I was sitting with my hairdresser, and we were talking, and she was having her problems, and I applied. I said, hey, Bianca, don't force it, and she said, you know what, you're right, I'm going to just embrace it, and so she had this little chalk white, dry white erase board, and she wrote big letters, don't force it, embrace it, and it sat there for about three years, and the two of us always said, you know, don't force it, just embrace it, so uh, some of those best relationships or best advice does come from the hairdresser as well, so... Props out to Bianca. And I think think that that step is so hard for people, especially people like you and me who who do have a penchant for liking things organized and to go exactly as planned. And sometimes you just can't. You, you you just can't. You have to go with the breeze. If the wind is going to gust you out of your space, you have you have really no choice but to go with it. You can fight it all you want. And I think another gem, another gem that was good, and I've gotten a lot of feedback, if not through any either uh, Facebook status comments or just personal emails, was under promise, over deliver. And, you know, we're going to talk about taking vacations, and I think what we really want to discuss is meaningful vacations, vacations that you come back and you feel like you got something out of it, whether, you, you know, you don't want to come back exhausted, even though most of the time you do come back exhausted from a vacation, but... I'm just under-promising and over-delivering your summer plans. I mean, there's really only eight or nine weekends in the summer, and, you know, everybody feels anxious to make all these plans. And then when the plans come, if you made them too far in advance, you know, as much as you want to see your friends, at the same time you're like, oh, the last thing I want to do is drive up to, you know, drive out to the Hamptons and, and visit for the day when they're going to be back in my own neighborhood in three weeks for school. So um, I think that's also a good segue into talking about, taking the right right vacations or enjoying, you know, what are vacations about? 
Right. So starting there with that question is what are vacations about? Because this week we are definitely being bitten by the travel bug, and we're, we're kind of tapping into another one of your gems, <clears throat> excuse me, which is um, it's, not, it's, not, it's, um, it's about the journey, not the destination. Well, I kind of flip that in this week's blog and talk about it's about the journey and the destination. It's about both. So what is vacation? What is our, our natural impulse and need to go out and explore and to, to take trips and to see this big wide world that we all live in and breathe in and, and share and inhabit? There's so much under the sun and beyond, and I think it's only natural to have a curiosity about what is out there and stemming from our Manifest Destiny days, stemming before that <laughs> to Christopher Columbus and, and, and discovering this new world, to even before that, you know, throughout history, we've had an, a need to go out and explore, and I will say, you know, the, the manly impulse to conquer new worlds and dominate, um, you know, the Roman Empire was, was their whole, that was like their whole motto is about, you know, conquer and, and rule and expand and grow bigger. Um, but what really happened when you go out and you see more? I mean, I know for myself that traveling has really opened me up and a lot of stereotypes that I might have had or heard from people I've talked about who both who have traveled and not traveled, some of them rang true, and it was like, oh, now I get why, you know, this place is labeled as such. But what it really did for me on a deeper level was open me up to realizing that the world isn't such a, you know, big, scary place, that people are really the same all over. And I love getting immersed in different cultures and, and seeing how, how, how the other half lives and, and what goes on. And some of my favorite memories are from traveling with with my family. And when I started writing this week's with this week's blog called Travel Bug, I really just like took a took a road trip down down memory lane, and it brought up like all these old memories. And I was talking to my mom, who I wanted um, to call in today, but she's working. And we were just going on and on and on about all of our family family trips together. And ultimately, I asked her, I'm like, well, what was it? You know what was it for you that made it so special, and why do you, why was it important for you and Dad to take us on trips? And you know, and she was really just saying, you know, she felt it was just so amazing to spend the time together and watch each one of us do our things in in different settings. And you know, I think when we're starting about like packing things up, I mean, there's so many ways we can break this down and, and tackle this topic from like the, the practical, okay, where do you go? What do you pack? <laughs> and um, how do you get there? And what is it going to be? And all of those practical steps. But ultimately, like at the core and the substantive part of what I really want to say in this week's blog and in this show is like you need to like your family. Like going away on vacation with your family is like such a bonus to your daily life. And liking one another in your group and who you're traveling with makes everything the more, the more special and the more hysterical and the more outlandish. I mean... I don't know about, about you guys and your, your family trips, but our trips were like the most ridiculously funny, hysterical moments in, in my life. And it all came from because 
each one of us in my in my family and you know when I say my family now it's weird because it breaks out to like my my dad my mom and my sister which was you know my my childhood and still is my family and then now it's like me my husband and my kids and um you know I have separate experiences traveling with with both which is interesting but you know, coming from my my childhood family, like we just all really liked and, and got so off on each other, and transplanting us to different places was totally, I mean, just more funny and more interesting than the Griswolds. <laughs> I think everybody when they when they think of family vacations, like that's what they start. They have like the image of Clark is Griswold and that whole crew from National Lampoons. And, like, that's how we, we felt, and we just loved it. So so that's, like, our starting, our starting point for diving into this week's show, Travel Bug. The pearl of the week is vacate your shell. And please feel free to call in and share your travel stories and tips with us. The number is 347-327-9450. If you're shy and you prefer to email us, you can email me, Cynthia, at mamaspearls.com, M-O-M-M-A-S-P-E-A-R-L-S.com, or Melissa at mamaspearls.com. You can find us on Twitter at Cintweet, C-Y-N-T-W-E-E-T, and, of course, on Facebook at Mama's Pearls. So, Melissa, there we are. We're packing up our bags. How do we even know that your family is ready for a vacation? Let's start there. Well, I have to share how this whole topic inspired us a little bit, and that was when I was trying to get home last Friday. I was driving on that highway, and there was actually traffic, and obviously I traveled north to go back home, and there was a Connect Four game completely mutilated across. There was, like, Connect Four at Roadkill on the <laughs> And we're like, oh, they haven't even gotten out of the city and they're not having such a great trip. Like, whatever dad threw out the window, we thought, like, maybe the dad threw it out the window or something. But um, <laughs> um, I think that's what inspired us, seeing that connection yeah. across the road. Yeah, that's right. You basically, you told me that story, and I'm like, okay, this is what I picture. I picture, like, little Bobby and little Susie in the back seat. They can't get along. The parents are in the front seat. Everyone's fighting and screaming, and finally the mom just, like, turns around, takes it to Connect Four, and, like, chucks it out the, the sky, the skylight or the moon roof. <laughs> we like, and that's... Good luck with that family and their vacation. Yeah, um, exactly. Not off to a very good start. <laughs> vacation, maybe that's not the family that should go on vacation. But I think... Um, you know, the old tradition of the, the way the Catskills started uh, early on were, were that there was no air conditioning. So to beat the heat, uh, really, you just went up to the country where you really didn't need air conditioning. And that's kind of, you know, if there's any reason to go on vacation, it's to beat the heat. And then in the winter, if you're going away, it's to, you know, get away from that cold air and get some good old-fashioned sun. So um, I think right. some forth. Again, Mother Nature's out there trying to giving us hard hints to say, all right, you need to pack the bags and go. Um, and I think there's different types of vacations. There's this vacations where you get to leave the kids home with the grandparents, uh, which are far and few but very often necessary. And then there's the vacations where you get to pack up the whole family as well. <clears throat> um, you know, we just went, my husband and I just went to Canada 
without the children. And I think it was well planned because it wasn't really the type of agenda what we were looking to do really wouldn't go well with children. And so um, leaving them behind was it was a nice treat for us. So it was probably a better decision because it wouldn't have been as relaxing and enjoyable as trying to figure out childcare and things to do with the children. So I think that in planning, you have to figure out, is it a family vacation or is it a couple's vacation. Right. And they and they are. They're two very different types of trips and a different thought process that that has to go into it, especially if you had younger children, um, and children that still need a, a crib or a pack and play and diapers and all of their stuff and, you know, bottle bottles or baby food or whatever it is that you would normally pack up for for a day outing manifested into all your overnight gear, it's a totally different um, different process and mindset going into it. And you know that um, that part of your role is to oversee and watch the kids. So you don't really ever step out of being a mom and, um, you know, it's just kind of like transplanting your family into a different setting. However, in doing that, it's still about having a good time and going with the flow and enjoying where the summer breeze um, is going to going to be taking you. And I think like adjusting your attitude all along the way in terms of like things that can easily set you off and frustrate you, whether at home or whether elsewhere. Like you know, even my husband, he usually is so much more relaxed and carefree and lets things slide. Um, where when he's at home, he wouldn't. And it's just something about that natural natural um, vacation mindset. And I think the, the flip side of what you're saying with Mother Nature giving, giving us cues is so interesting how, how we always, like, run to escape, you know, the natural elements. So right now it's hot, and, yeah, most people, they, they want to head to the beach or they head to the country or they, you know, they head elsewhere. And then in the, in the wintertime, it's, it's going down to Florida and going to the Caribbean or getting, getting, going anywhere that's warm. So I think that's a really interesting switch. And I find that, um, you know, that the, the main cues that you know, I mean, you just kind of start getting like this feeling where you're getting a little cabin fever, you're getting um, like a little bit feeling like you're stuck in the rut, you know, you can't even think about planning another day where you are with your family. It's just, you just get too cluttered almost and you need to break out of your shell and you're snapping at each other and you're gonna, you're so close to having like a connect for a roadkill moment. (laughs) Like you just know it's time to pack up and go. And, um, you know, I, I, I know that there's, there's monetary considerations and planning across the board, and there's so many different levels of travel from from what we did last summer, which was really on a shoestring budget, but we had an amazing time where we just took day trips, and we usually had, like, family Fridays, and we took day trips, and we just packed up the family, packed up, like, our picnic blankets, extra clothes, pajamas, sunscreen, all that stuff, snacks. And we explored, like, the different parks in Long Island that were out of our area that we haven't seen before. It doesn't cost you any money to enter, like, the public state parks. We just hung out and enjoyed the day, met new people, 
Some of the places had sprinklers, and that was fun in in and of itself. The other thing that we did we was just go up. We drove upstate or into Connecticut and just all around the tri-state area and explored new towns that we haven't seen and, like, did the same thing. We found parks there. We found, like, ice cream shops. We did just went strolling. It took us out of our element, even though we were, you know, within, like, a, a you know, a 50-mile radius or a 20-mile radius. It still felt different. We still felt like we got away. Um, even though we came home at night and we didn't do any sleepovers, we still got out. We visited friends who were out of the area. Then there's like the whole full other scale where you can go up and rent a house, which I've heard um, a couple of my friends did this summer. And one of my friends who has three kids, and they're kind of like the modern family, like the show, the modern family, like it's just them. <laughs> the, um, you know, the mom and the, the husband with the three kids, that that's like them. And they just said they took rented a house up in Lake George, and they just and she came back and she was like Cynthia was literally the best family vacation we've ever taken, and you could think that that would be so overwhelming. You're in a house, you don't have the room services and all the other stuff that you have when you're in a, in a ho- staying in a hotel, and she just loved just being up on a lake with her family taking it leisurely, going hiking during the day, canoeing, playing in the ocean. I mean, she just really just loved being with her family. And those are the moments in any vacation and trip that you do is going to last a lifetime. You're feeling the memories for a lifetime. And it's really up to you as a family unit to decide with your attitude, if you're going to have it a positive experience or if it's going to go negative. And I'm going to bring on another caller. Let's see. Hello? Hello? Who's that? I don't know. They're not talking. It's me still. They're not talking. All right. Well, you were on. Right. We got someone. Hello? Oh, well. All right. Well, because I'm expecting Bonnie to call in, and I'm expecting Masha to call in, and I'm expecting my sisters to call in because it's really like a girl's chat show um, reminiscing about family travel. So I'm going to leave this line open, mystery caller person, so chime in whenever you're ready. Um, And don't make a lot of background noise. So... (laughs) So um, what we were talking about, we are talking about going up and, and down the line between having, you know, 100 bucks or, t- you know, or just lunch to, to spend on your kids versus taking a, a, it to the next phase and, like, renting a house somewhere. Then the, new, the newest wave, it's not really the newest wave, but it's really catching on full steam is doing cruises where, there's, where you know that you're going into a confined area with your kids. You're still going to see sites. They usually stop in different excursions. You're, you're going to see, have time to see sites, and everything's more contained, and there's equipment and child gear that's, like, available for rent. That is, like, obviously a question when you have young children and you need cribs wherever you go, whether you're staying in a hotel or even if you're going to rent a house where you can call around or on a cruise ship where you call around and make arrangements to have um, a crib there or a pack-and-play or a stroller or any other rental gear so you don't have to schlep it along, along with you. Then there's obviously plane trips. I mean, we can, we can take this. We can take our trip by, by planes, trains, automobiles, and sea. Hit air, earth, sea, sky, wherever it is, however you decide to go, 
go. There's also the complete other end of the spectrum where you can you can set up shop in an, in another foreign country for like a month and and easily have yourself you know a, a, a you know multiple thousand dollar vacation. So wherever you are on the spectrum and caller, I'm bringing you back on the line. If you're there and want to say hi, just pop on and say hi. And um, you know, so any any which way on the spectrum, you can go and make it happen. And it doesn't matter if you're you're in an RV, if you're camping, if it's a day trip, or if you're in a five-star posh hotel in the super suite. It doesn't matter. It really, really doesn't matter. Wherever you go, you're going to be with the people that you love the most in your life. And how do you really maximize on that experience with your family? I hear baby. I was just saying, is that a baby caller? <laughs> I think it's a baby caller. Baby, are you ready for a vacation? <laughs> Hi. Who is it? Oh, is this Val? Is this you? Hello. <laughs> she wanted to call in and tell about her vacation. Yes. So this is my niece on the line. Hi. Have her say hi again. I love it. Hi. Hi. We break for my niece. <laughs> so okay. Now this is this is perfect timing because you are a new mom to my yes. beautiful, adorable niece who I talk about all the time, who's like <laughs> all of what, nine months now? Yes. Yes. And you just came back from your first family vacation. Mhm. Okay. Why did you go? Where did you go? How was it? Well, we went because oh, a couple of months ago, you know, we wanted to make sure we had some, you know, something to look forward to, and you know, a first family vacation, someplace you know where we could take her, and um, we ended up going to Ocean City, Maryland, which couldn't come soon enough because we just had for us it was like signs that were like you guys need a vacation, like trees falling, you know, we just got a new house with trees falling on our house, and you know, taking down trees and boilers and whatever you could think of and happened and um we decided to go to Ocean City, Maryland because my husband actually used to go there for a number of summers and um just, you know, wanted that experience with her. Um so that's why we went there and I've never been so I was really excited and you know, it was pretty hilarious. Like I was listening to you guys, like packing everything. Like again, like going to grandma's house for a day, you have three bags. I was like, how am I ever going to have a car or, you know, how is the Jeep even going to handle all this stuff that I'm going to have to pack for her? So, um, and you forget like, I am going to Maryland, not, you know, India where you could buy everything that if you forget, but, um, so, but it was really, it was it was a lot of fun. It was definitely a great place. You know, it was driving distance, and um, it was very family-oriented. Like, she was on the, she loved the beach. She was on the boardwalk, all the rides and parks, everything, you know, that she could go on. So, and it was so funny because me and my husband kept saying to each other, even though we were having, you know, a great time just being with us, we were like, with all the little cousins, we were like, this would be amazing. So... It was it was a lot of fun. Definitely challenging, of course. You know, she threw up for the first time away, so it's like, what do you do? So, uh, 
but it was a, it was definitely fun in starting, you know, our own family, you know, memories and because like you said, like our family and it was so funny, me and my husband were talking about this yesterday about comparing our family vacations and I'm like, You don't understand. It doesn't matter where we were. Like you said, we you know, we went on cruises, we went can you know, camping, we went you know, to London, but no matter where we were, it was just always hilarious. I don't know why, but all I remember and the feeling of our family vacations is just laughing and, you know, wanting to be together and, you know, doing that. Like, that's what I want, you know, her to feel. And as we go on and do our vacations and create, like, our own memories. So just think how awesome that would even be, like, our kids having that together. Oh, I can't wait. I mean... <laughs> Like, like tomorrow, let's, let's just go. But, but we did that to Disney. We ended up going, not just our family, but we extended the invitation to my parents and to his sister and brother and stepbrother, and we had about 18 of us. And um, what was amazing was some of the, you know, we did the Disney experience, but the best part was being at the hotel, you know, sitting in the pool and just having this, like, family camaraderie, especially since they don't live near us, that we don't get to spend that time with them. So, you know, it's nice sometimes to bring the whole family. I, we were probably scary to some people at the hotel because we were such a large group. But <laughs> but I, I, I know that my kids talk about it all the time. It's, it's one of the earliest childhood memories, and they ask all the time, can we go to Disney with Cousin Rowan, you know? I think it's amazing. I feel bad for Disney when we go. <laughs> the crew that we are going to bring to Disney is going to be like taking the park over. <laughs> like Mickey's going to run. He will not. Dad will tackle him. <laughs> Dad will tack- tackle Mickey and be like, "You will come talk to my grandkids now. You will have breakfast with, with my grandkids." <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny. But and Disney is such like when you think of family vacation, it really is. And no, Disney is not sponsoring this show. But if I had more lead time, I probably would have called them to sponsor this show. Okay, if you're listening, we'll be happy to continue talking about Disney next week yeah, if they exactly. want to sponsor if, it. If you're listening from Disney, expect a call. Um, so, or just email me and we'll talk. But because it is, I mean, so many people have that either from their childhood memories with going with their parents, like 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 we we have of going to Disney, and then it's a totally a destination where I want to take you know my family and do it. You know, yeah, I don't want to. I want to do Disney with my family, meaning like me and my kids, but I want to do it with like the whole extended kit and caboodle. Yeah, because yeah, I, I just have to say, you know, when hilarious. when you go to this park and they do the opening, I was like crying watching my kids experience such a unique. You know, it, it, I, I, although I loved Disney as a child, I love it more as a parent watching my kids experience it. It's really, I think if that sums it up, a lot of vacations and watching my children experience new stuff is is just a wonderful experience. And and that's what I remember and that's what I see. Like I remember traveling with my grandparents and we did we did Disney. 
and, you know, and obviously they built it up ten times fold or anywhere that you go, especially that's generational and like literally you're passing down the memories from generation to generation like, like Value said that that your husband and his family, you know, that's where they went to Ocean City. So they wanted, you know, he wants to carry on the tradition with you and then hopefully your kids will tra- travel there with their children. And that, to me, is is just so amazing and beautiful to be able to pinpoint a place on the map. And I love that also as a pictorial guide and educational tool for kids to show them the world <laughs> and pinpointing to them, like, this is where our entire family went, and do you remember when this happened? And I think there is something about traveling where you do become – your personality becomes, like, much more exaggerated. I don't know why, but it's, like, very Forrest Gump. It's very Griswold, and you become much more animated and, like, breaking out of your shell. Like, your personalities can more more shine because you're not confined to, like, your usual structure. You don't have to be here at exactly 10 o'clock unless you're going on a tour, which, you know, I'm sure we've been late to many excursions. Um, And you could certainly overschedule your vacation time into excursions and, um, you know, an honest schedule. But but ultimately, it really was just kicking back and it's like, hey, we're in London. Like, we're going to, to be in London. And when you're in Rome, do as the Roman do and really, like, tap on and, and, and dive the, into the culture. And dive into the culture and flip on your, your really food. bad British accent. So, Don't forget about food. I definitely... Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot to talk about food in the blog. I can't yes. finish, like, can we talk about food now? Because, you know... <laughs> I think the funniest, the food memory I have of vacation, we were, we were, I think it was when we went to California, and we're going to these restaurants, and for some reason, no matter what restaurant or place we went to eat, I would, remember I would order, and I would end up getting the biggest dish, and my dad <laughs> would get like the smallest little like plate. Do you remember that? Every yeah. restaurant, he was like, what is this? <laughs> and, and just for a visual, guys, like, my dad is, like, a six-foot-tall, big, broad guy, and my sister's not. <laughs> my sister's, like, not petite, but maybe at that time you were even, like, yeah, you were young. You were, you were in, like, your early teens, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, my dad would get, like, these little one-bite dishes, and you would. You would get, like, the family-style plate. <laughs> It's hysterical. It was hysterical. All of our trips were were hysterical. hysterical. And, um, and, you know, and, and I really see families going on. It's like you do feel like you're, you're on a traveling road show. Like you are the main attraction no matter where you are. And the sceneries might change, but you and your family and your dynamics, will not, which is why, you know, I said in the beginning, like, you have to like who you're you're with. And perhaps maybe, like, traveling in groups is better for you if, like, the thought of packing a million things just drives you into, like, a complete neuroses, and you can kind of share and interact a little bit more with people. Um, But we always really travel together, maybe, like, with with some of our cousins. Um, But I really just feel like, like traveling as a family only strengthens your your family bonds, and 
really just enhances your appreciation of the world as well as each other. So let's get back to talking about food. <laughs> and the different, because, you know, people, and when you look in Wikipedia on vacation, they do break it down to, like, the different types of vacations that you that you can have, whether you're going to study to study abroad, which Val I want to hear about too, and or if you're going on business or personal or family, and you know some of us do eat our way through places, and I think that's why cruise lines are so successful is because they have an abundance of food. But there is something about adjusting your palate to wherever it is that you are and really tasting the flavors um, and the produce from your local areas that you're traveling with and that's part of you know if you're doing if you're really an eco an eco lover and into sustainability that's even so much more delicate of an of an issue when you're traveling now is about you know really dining locally and and fresh and um you know the taste from around the world and how different our food i mean we all us three we live in new york so we get spoiled we can we can have any sort of food that we want just by going out and or having it delivered but to have it authentically served to you in its local setting is just there there's nothing like that experience and i don't know about you guys but i cannot wait to see eat pray love um i Oh my oh my god like you know that whole experience I mean obviously she went off on her own um and did these travels but like it's such a spiritual journey um it's a spiritual adventure book you know through eating and praying and loving and um <laughs> and I, I really I know right <laughs> I know it's all right we ours ours will be just as dynamic and adventurous and hilarious <laughs> that that I'm sure the the Mama's Pearls uh, adventure um, coming soon, <laughs> coming soon. To Going on the road. Yeah, go Mama's Pearls road trip. How much fun would that be? Awesome. Get it, get an RV. But um, but just to to cut back, you know, I remember being in in London and and eating the food there. I remember traveling to Japan with my husband, and that was just remarkable. Um, a remarkable feast for everything. Um, I was so like when you're in when you are in Japan, it's you know, and you are a white white Caucasian from America. Like you're the one who stands out, and I actually really enjoyed being in a minority <laughs> rather than walking walking around and being of the majority and picking out everybody else who looked different. Like it was really kind of cool to be the one walking around where I was clearly the outsider and the tourist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a really interesting experience for me, and I'll never forget it. And the food there was just, uh, you know, amazing. And, you know, yeah, you can have your sushi, but we also spent um, a couple of days up in a Rokan where you're eating really authentic authentic um, Japanese food like, you know, mini fried whole fish and just, it was just amazing and so different to my palate that, I I mean, I just, I, it was one of the most amazing trips. I will never, ever forget Japan. And then we did, of course, go to Tokyo Disney. So, um, <laughs> so for me, like, you really haven't lived until you heard Mickey Mouse speak Japanese to you. That was... <laughs> That was just beyond amazing and hilarious and put the whole world into perspective 
for me about how um, every single culture can latch on to that childlike feeling that, that Disney brings, and it should be spoken in their language that they understand. So, ladies, let's dive into different types of travel. So, Val, you've had the very good fortune of studying abroad. Yes. Tell me what that did for you as a person. Well, I, I mean, it was just remarkable, like, being, I mean, how old was I? I was 20 years old. There in college. I am in, yeah, in college, in Florence. And it was kind of funny because, you know, the first night, it was like, you know, here we are in our apartment, and we, you know, we're like, we want to venture out or whatever. And here we are coming from New York City, and we go out, and it was so new, <coughs> excuse me, and different and, you know, at the same time, a little scary that we kind of like ventured out and we went down a few blocks and we're like, um, we're going to go back now. <laughs> so it really took a while. And then, you know, discovering the new cities and it not being, you know, the same language, but, you know, we got to travel every weekend. We were in a different country, going to a different city, meeting different people. And we happened to really meet people that, we're from those countries and we really had like the authentic not a tour not being a tourist but and I found people were very embracing and showing us their culture and um you know of course number one foods like thank god the the campus was 20 minutes from my apartment because I ate my way through Italy I think <laughs> like walking home every day having my gelato but for a person oh, like it god. came back Wait, can, can, I, we, can we just pause for a minute for that gelati, please? <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Oh, my God. It's um, Vestri de Chocolat. I actually remember when, when I visited you, you I just bring you home, Oh, my God. I took a picture and the card because it was literally the most amazing chocolate gelati and chocolate I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. It was, I don't know why it took me so long to find that place, but Ugh. it was it – was, <laughs> Amazing. I remember when um, mom came to visit me and, you know, had to take her there. And she gets her, um, she gets her, you know, chocolate, just one scoop of chocolate cone. And we're just walking and, you know, talking and catching up. And all of a sudden I look at her and she was like a little kid, had ice cream all over her face. And I just, we just both looked at each other and she's like, this is so good. She's like, like a little kid. And we just started cracking up. But, it, it really was like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. But I could yeah. just picture mom like oh, literally it was, with it oh. like all around her mouth and like dripping down her cheeks yeah. and like it was, all it over was her like, shirt. It, it was like your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, but really, like I didn't. For me, I just felt so at home there, and um, you know, I really didn't want to come home. I was like, Mom, I'm not coming home. She's like like a couple of weeks before she's like you get your butt on that plane you know you're finishing school and then you could do whatever you want but you better come home I'm like I I'm not coming home but it just really opens my, my eyes to what's you know there's just so much out there and you know the different cultures and you know it was it was really the best I told everybody after that like my cousins or whatever I'm like if you have a chance to study abroad <coughs> and it could be maybe like, saying you went to California, and that was, you know, for you the place to be. But find the place where you feel you should be and just take that experience. And my whole thing with the experience was, like, no regrets. Like, I want to do C 
see everything I can possibly see and do everything I can possibly do and just really absorb it and just take it all in. So it yeah. was it was really an amazing experience for me. From what I remember of, of that experience for you was you totally came into your own. And, yes. Because and it, it opened it, my it eyes really, so much. It so turned you on. It was so amazing. Like, that to us was not acceptable. Like, you would have had us all at your front door, like, with a bag, like, totally bagging you and, like, grabbing you, kicking and screaming and, and bringing you home. Like, that, no. <laughs> you were not staying there. But, uh, but you know, when you say, like, yeah, I went to California for a summer, and that was also amazing, but I so wish I would have studied abroad. Um, either in Italy or in after seeing Paris, I wish I would I would have went to Paris for a summer. So I think Masha's calling in now. I'm gonna want to bring her in when we're speaking about Paris. Masha, you on? Yes, I am. How are Hello, you? Hello, my dear. Welcome back. Hello. Thank so, you. Thank you. I'm actually walking right now with uh, with Lori. Oh, that's so awesome. She, yeah, she's kind of here too. So, um, so yeah, how you doing? We're awesome, and we were, we're talking about traveling and our experiences both as traveling as a family, traveling when we were kids, and also traveling as young adults. My sister was just sharing how she studied abroad in Italy for, for a semester, and we just, we just got to Paris. So I would love cool. you to talk about your summers in France. Okay, well, I, my grandmother was, is French, was French, she passed away, but from every single summer, from the time I was six months old till I was about um, 18, I spent every single summer with her in the south of France. So basically, she would come to New York and pick me up, or my parents would put me, like, on a plane as early as, I think, I think I, like, traveled on my own the first time um, when I was nine to France. And they would just put me on a plane, and I would meet up. My grandmother would come pick me up, and I would be there until, like, September. I was always the one coming into school, like, two weeks later. And it was just amazing because um, I really got to be, like, the best of both worlds because as soon as I would arrive there, I would feel immediately at home. And I, would, I had all my friends there that I've known since I was a little girl, and I would see my cousin, and spent my summers on the beach, you know, topless. <laughs> it was just, it was a great, great experience. It was beautiful. You know, I had, like, I fell in love for the first time. That's some, like one of the summers that I was in France and I'm still friends with him and his family to this day. And just like everything magnificent that could happen to you happened to me in France with my grandmother. So it was, it was a beautiful experience. I'm really grateful that I had that and that I had that special time with her. It was great. That's great. That's amazing. So as your grandmother took you around France, what was she sharing with you? Like what was she most proud to to show you of her homeland? Well, it wasn't really like that. She um How was it, like? it was basically I would come and I would be home. So she lived in this tiny little village that is on the beach and, you know, a little port. And um, I, we wouldn't really go anywhere. I would just spend every single day on the beach or at friends' houses. It was as if I was spending my summer at home. 
Now, like when I traveled in France, like around France was mostly with my parents when they would take me around, you know, to Paris and, and um, in little villages and things like that. But my summers were really spent there. I remember, like, I wouldn't even want to go anywhere once I was in Cassis with my grandmother. One time my parents went to go, they rented a house in Tunisia with a bunch of friends, and they wanted me to fly from France to Tunisia to come meet them for 10 days, you know, with my grandmother. And I looked at my grandmother, I must have been 11 years old, and I said, why would we go anywhere else but here? <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to go to Tunisia. And, you know, my parents were a little bummed that I didn't want to be adventurous and go there. But, yeah, I regret it a little bit now because I haven't been there yet. But, right. um, you know, and, like, seeing the pictures of them with the jasmine and the, you know, all that stuff looks beautiful. And they had this amazing house with all these people taking care of them. And, but I didn't want to go. Where, when I was in France in, in my mother's hometown, in my grandmother's hometown, that to me was homecoming. There was nothing there was nowhere I would rather be than be there. Right. So right. Well, that, what do you what do you remember most though about your grandmother? She was uh, she was amazing. Just her smile and how funny she was and how intuitive she was and how much she loved to. Um, it's just bad, but I I just remember how much she loved to gossip, and all of her friends just loved to gossip. <laughs> so you know, we would sit there, we would sit there at the port, and everybody would have be having everybody would meet for coffee every day at the same exact little port, Val de la Marine, which is still around, and that's where everyone came to meet. So everyone met there at nine o'clock in the morning, and everyone met there at seven o'clock at night, you know, for drinks before everyone went out for dinner, and that was that was the lifestyle. And then when I, as I grew up and, and I was a teenager, I, my grandmother would come and she would meet her friends and sit around and talk, and I would meet my friends. And it was beautiful. So what I remember most is just that there was no such thing as, you know, age separation there. Um, and, and Europeans are very like that, where uh, the elderly and the young are just mixed together. I remember going out for dinner even at 17, 18 years old, and our tables would be huge, and especially when my parents would come. My parents would always come for 10 days before the summer ended, and the tables would be mixed with people from age, you know, newborn to 90 years old, and there was no separation. Everybody just kind of hung out together, and that's what I remember most. Yeah, and um, I'm glad that you, that you brought that up because it, it leads into a lot of um, criticism that parents get when they are traveling with children about being disruptive and annoying and not disciplining your kids, which um, that, that also started this, this whole topic where, I mean, I knew I wanted to do a travel show and right. talk about it more on Mama's Pearls, but Melissa and I were reading this one this one blog, I think it was either through Mom Mom Logic or one of the other blog sites, and it was this woman who was talking about um, this other woman who sued an airline because a toddler was screaming in her ear and it caused her like injury to her ear. And this woman's blog, and if I, when I when I find it, and I remember it. I'll I'll repost I, it. Um, repost the article. I think I remember on, hearing. I remember hearing that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think it just comes from basic intolerance and basic um, 
anger that's just in this world that I'm just trying to eradicate, you know, and lack of compassion. Yeah, like, but what, what was really, really interesting was it spawned so many comments. Like, I spent a solid half hour to 45 minutes just reading through the comments from different people from both ends of the spectrum mm -hmm. about whether, whether to travel with children. And when you're traveling with children, the etiquette involved with traveling with children. And like you said, some people were so, so mad and angry and upset about yeah. having a screaming, yeah. screaming child on a plane or a screaming child elsewhere. And I think Melissa is probably going to drop off soon. So, um well, I I'm gonna say goodbye, but this is. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I wanted to share a story. Yeah, Cindy yeah. and I, we were talking about that article, and I definitely, Masha, I had you in my mind when I was giving, like, hearing a girlfriend was telling me how she was on the plane and the infant was crying, and the, you know, the flight attendant came over and um, <clears throat> took the baby. And the baby calmed down, and then as soon as the baby went back to the parent, the parent was crying, and everyone was getting so frustrated. And I'm like, well, right. you know what? Maybe there's, you know, if you look at it from an opportunity perspective, and you don't kind of oh, get no, mad no. at the mom, but maybe the mom has a migraine or is sick mm -hmm. or needs mm -hmm. help, like off her right. health, you know. Well, you know, I remember being on the plane coming back from Florida, and with we went to Disney. My husband had a convention there. We took Max, and he was. He had, like, he was just, like, two and change at the time, and we left the baby at home. I had, like, a four, my, Remy was four months old at the time, and we took Max, and on the way home, he was a horror show. I mean, he was just crying, and, um, I mean, somebody even asked me if he was autistic, which was, you know, I'm like, no, <laughs> but um, it, was, it was in a very, like, mean type of way, and I just remember, like, my husband and I were just very apologetic for Max's behavior. There was nothing we can do. We were trapped on an airplane. We can't, we're coming back from Disney, I mean, the most kid-friendly place in the world. You know, it's not like we went to, like, somewhere that we were dragging him. Like, it was, there were other kids on the plane, too. And there was a family in front of us, and it was um, a husband, a wife, and two daughters, two older daughters. They must have been in their late 20s. And the two daughters just kept on turning around and giving us the dirtiest looks. And, we, and I, just, I just kept on, like, like just taking deep breaths and um, and just real, you know trying to trying not to like get angry at them and um, like trying and then, to pray for them right and when we like, tried to pray, pray for them and I wasn't so big on praying back then I wasn't the prayer monger that I am now but yeah um, I was trying to just like relax and then finally when we landed you know Max had calmed down and the mother of the two daughters turned around and said to us I just want to apologize for my daughters being, you know, giving you dirty looks and being rude. God, you know, she was like a, a, Jewish, a Jewish mother. She's like, God willing, one day they'll have children and a husband to travel with. <laughs> and they'll know what it's like. And you know what? Like, I said, you know, yeah, I just, I, I, we feel terrible. We're so sorry, you know, that we did this to you, that you had an uncomfortable flight because of us. We feel awful. And there's really nothing more you can say to that. You know, I think that a lot of times people get defensive. There was nothing I can do. You know, he was being, he was kicking chairs. I mean, I wanted to give him away, but there's nothing I <laughs> well, can do. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you did it. I'm glad I'm you did it. I did Max it. Is, is on, on his, Max, tip. of what I've seen on his worst day, is, is still an angel and delicious. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah. But, you know, here's just a little tip that I found really helped for me when traveling, and I don't think I did this that day, and maybe that's why Max is such a nightmare. 
is before doing anything when it comes to traveling where you really don't have much control. You know, the airline can be, the plane can be delayed, you can lose your luggage, all this type of stuff, is you just kind of the night before you travel, it's kind of like imagine or um, I don't want to use the word pray because I don't want you to make fun of me again, but just like visualizing how the trip is going to turn on and, and go on. Your intentions. And, set your intentions yeah. like your intentions. Daniela told us to. Your intentions that you're going to get there, that the plane will be white-lighted, that the plane is going to arrive on time, that the children are going to be well-behaved, that, you know, all will go well, that, that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Call on all your spirit guides. Like, you can be really hooked up if you let yourself. So that's really what I do is now when I travel with them or I mean, even when, before I get in the car, I set my intentions. So that's just like a little masa tip on how to make, make it well, more I, enjoyable. I, I, think it, I think there's, there's a lot to that. And, you know, the whole, the whole thing, and I, and I do a big section in the blog um, this week where it's adjust your attitude to the longitude. And just as an aside, I know Melissa was very proud of me because I, I actually gonna say, I'm gonna, I am. I'm, I'm going to actually lose you guys because I'm heading into an elevator and it's going to go into a deep, dark zone. So I'll speak to all you guys later. Hi, Melissa. Love you, my dear. And I'm just Bye. I'm going to sign off, too, in a minute. But I just wanted to add that, you know, we, we are so set before we go anywhere. Doing this, especially traveling causes a lot of anxiety, is we are so, like, prone to worry what if this goes wrong what if that goes wrong and what if we just like reverse that thinking into what if this went right and just relax and surrender and like you don't go on vacation to get it done so it's all about the journey anyway and make those preparations part of the journey journey and the destination you want to enjoy enjoy every single part of of your your travels and your experience with your family no matter like you said like if you if you lose your luggage or if you lose a thing like you know we have a famous story in my family where and i'm waiting for bonnie to call back on i saw her number slip on and off and here she is again so i'm gonna bring her on i'm gonna sign off now you're gonna head off Okay. Love you, Mosh. Thank you. Love you too. Bye, Bonnie. Thanks for sharing. Bonnie, are you on? Hi. See, this has been probably one of my most fun shows to do because I've had like, (laughs) I've had like all the mommy posse and all the mama's pearls girls like on the show. Like this has been so fun. I could do this all day. I know. You've had a full house. I've had a full house today. It's been so much fun and talking about like our our special family memories and trips and like and for me it's just been it you know the the famous story that I was just going into is like even when things go wrong like they turn out right like one one family trip we were had our taxi was supposed to pick us up the taxi was was really really late my dad literally was like screaming and jumping the whole house was shaking I mean that's how scary it was and he decided to then throw us all in the car and make off like to break the speed barrier to get us to the airport in time he threw the car in like long-term parking and our plane wound up being delayed for four hours (laughs) so you know, even though that created a classic, classic family moment, and that's what I suggest in the blog this week, like to take these minor setbacks, what could be these big, huge disasters, and just relabel it and adjust your, your attitude a little bit so it becomes a classic family moment. So what are your, like, fun, 
or like favorite travel tips and experiences with with your your young growing family? I mean, I like personally, my my son, you know, Jack, my oldest son, he's more of like a observer. So I remember like we were on a plane ride just with him the first time we took him away and he was kind of staring at the kid that was going crazy and um he kind of looked at me and was like mommy what is that boy doing like confused <laughs> but um but um but then the second time around when we took the baby with us with Jack he turned Eric my little one into the nightmare like on purpose he thought it was hilarious. So I almost wish that I hadn't had Jack see that because I think he found it entertaining and found a way to, like, make a nightmare out of something that was totally calm and peaceful. So I'm not sure that I have, like, positive experiences. But I guess that, um, yes. you know, it's, it's yes. kind of like uh, it's kind of like an experience kind of thing. Um, I also feel like, I also feel like one thing I learned personally was to make our flight schedules. I mean, granted, the delays are unavoidable, but make the flight schedules around, like, the children's nap times and stuff like that so that I wouldn't really have too much of an issue. But in general, right. Danny and I do a lot of traveling without our kids. <laughs> right. And I think that's still important to do also. I mean, there, we talked in the beginning you know, with setting your intention and feel for the feel for what experience you want to have, whether you're traveling as a couple without the kids or whether you're traveling as a family. And then when you're traveling as an extended family, and I know between you and Danny, that, that's like a, a, that's like a yeah. small city traveling together. Uh, and, yeah. and they're each very different types of vacations. But, yeah, and you um, have to set your mindset to that. You know, you have to know the kind of vacation you're going on and expect you know, what comes along with that. I mean, you can't expect a relaxing spa-filled vacation if you're going with your kids. It just doesn't happen, you know? Right, right. And I and I think that's, that's something that people really wrestle with and that they have a hard time understanding, well, why am I going on vacation if it's not going to be relaxing for me? Well, if your idea is to have a relaxing vacation where you're just laying on the beach, um, you know, go by yourself. Yeah. Or you yeah. go to a place, you know, to a club med or a place where they have a built-in family program and kids program where you can put your kids in like a kids camp and get some, some peace and quiet to yourself. But even then, if you, your kids are there, you're always thinking like, did I do the right thing in dropping them off there? Are they going to be okay to my kids? What if something happens? So, you know, and even when your kids are at home, you're still thinking like, I hope my kids are okay. Or is my, is my, my mother or my mother-in-law, whoever's watching the kids, are they going to, you know, do everything right with the kids so I mean just the fact of like relaxing completely with parent you know as a parent like I don't think that ever that stage ever comes like you're always worried you always have concerns whether your your kids are with you or not with you um, it's just how you handle that and how you, if you take that in stride but ultimately I think as the, the core bit and just you know closing closing out the the show, and I, I do want to share one more funny story before I do, is really just, again, just having the intention that you're with the people that you love the most in your life. And taking yourselves out of your normal scenery is going to do wonders for you. So just enjoy it. And, you know, 
do all the planning that you can to make it as, as smooth um, as possible for yourself to set yourself up. But even if you forget something, it's not really that big of a deal. You know, usually like when you're traveling, you can, wherever you are, you can buy whatever you need. Um, so, you know, just don't worry so much and go out and, and enjoy it. Anything? Anything to fill in there, my dear? May? Yeah. I, I No, I totally agree with all of that. I'm definitely a light packer. I'm definitely down with buying most of my things when I get there and kind of just taking it easy. You know, I don't like too much clutter, so I'm sure you won't be surprised to know that we only travel with carry-ons. And, oh, um, Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, that's it. And that's it. So, I'm definitely not a light packer, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. And um, I think you probably, probably most... show up with like ten pieces just for yourself. <laughs> when Craig and I went on our honeymoon to Australia, and granted we went for like a month, we had I think ten bags. When I was in high school and my family, we took a, a trip to California and we did the ride up and down the coast. We've done both like the East Coast and the West Coast. And on this time in the West Coast, I was like full on teenager and had to absolutely bring everything, like kind of the character princess in the movie Spaceballs. Like I don't know if you remember that movie, but she has like her industrial strength hair dryer that she could not live without. Like, that was me. And my dad had, we were doing this road trip, and he, like, set out this reservation for, you know, a, a mid-sized sedan. And when we got to the rental car, like, my stuff would not fit. And he had to wind up renting the largest available car that they had in the lot just to fit my luggage. <laughs> Hilarious. And I still probably only wore, like, two things, but that didn't matter. I had to have everything. So I've kind of, you know, I've scaled it back from that, but I'm I'm still definitely over packer. And, you know, I always sweat it when they put my, my bags on the weigh scale because I just mm-hmm. know I'm going to go over and have to pull things out and, like, stuff them in, in bags to carry on the plane. And then my other last story that I really wanted to share because it ties into the whole breaking people out of the shell and understanding that the world is a bigger place comes from understanding this quote, which I found from St. Augustine, which is, the world is a book and those do not travel read only a page. Now, when I was younger and I used to see the commercials for Jamaica, you know, the come to, come to Jamaica month, <laughs> you know, the Jamaica, the island, I used to think from riding the Long Island Railroad that Jamaica the Island was in Jamaica, Queens. (laughs) And you're like, what's going on? That's not far away. I was so confused when I would hear of people going to Jamaica, like, you know, that's where they're spending their spring break or that's where they're spending, um, you know, their, their, their holiday vacations. I could not understand why they were going to Jamaica, Queens. I mean, Jamaica, Queens, they had beaches and all this kind of stuff, but it did not seem like the crystal clear blue waters of Jamaica. That's hilarious. And it, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it, yeah. I just wanted to add one thing because I feel like we're going to run out of time and I actually have to run really fast. But yeah. I yeah. wanted to say that before I had kids, after I got married, one of my older cousins turned to me and she had two children already. And she said to me, let me give you one piece of advice. For every vacation I go on with my kids, 
I book a getaway just with my husband for the week after. And I looked at her like she was crazy. I was like, what kind of spoiled brat are you? What do you mean? And she said, you will see. And after that first vacation I took with my kids, let me tell you, I, I booked something for the week after because I was so stressed out. And I think that it's very important for people to have a balance in their lives. And it's important to take time to yourself. As much as it's nice to be with your kids, even if you have to go and put them with your in-laws or your parents for one night and go to wherever, even if you're at home by yourself, I think that it's necessary. As great as a family, as great as and wonderful as a family vacation can be, parents with small children need to decompress after that. And so that's my little tip. And with that, I have to leave you. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, my dear. Thanks I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. Well, we certainly had a very, very full itinerary today on Mama's Pearls. And thank you to my girls for coming on and sharing. We heard from Melissa, my best friend, my sister, Valerie. We heard from Masha, who's my dear love. And then from Bonnie, who is my lifestyle, keeping it simple queen. And through all of these trips and journeys that we take, it's just so so important to remember that to refresh ourselves, to expand our our mind, to expand our world, we have to go out and see the world. So wherever you are, wherever you decide to go this summer, I know you're, you're feeling that bug coming on, that little travel bug. Pick up and go, again, whether it's a short day trip, whether it's just someplace different inside your, your area. You know, we, we just started tapping into the, the idea of having a staycation where you're at home or doing, and doing a different thing, even if it's just a movie night. Um, just make it fun. Make it rich with experience and memories, and you will not be disappointed. So if you are loving Mama's Pearls, come visit us on the Mama's Pearls website, www www.mamaspearls.com. You can listen to any of the archives for the past radio shows at www.blogtalkradio.com slash mamaspearls. Again, you can email me at cynthia at mamaspearls.com or melissa at mamaspearls.com. You can find us on Twitter at SynTweet, C-Y-N-T-W-E-E-T. And again, we are here to help you string together the most beautiful pieces of your life. So have a great, great, fabulous trip wherever it is that you're going. And tell us about your, your experience. We'd love to hear from you. And until then, again, this is Cynthia of Mama's Pearls reminding you to always enjoy your children, your family. Say I love you. And remember to set sail and go wherever that wind is carrying you and your family for a destination and journey of a lifetime. Have a great week, everyone.